Conversations with Cordates. Hello and welcome back to Convos. Today is a bit of a special day. I mean, it's not really that special, but I like to think it's special because for us in real time, yeah, in real time, Sammy, it hasn't been just us two in the studio for a while. We've had quite a few guests on Convos, which we're extremely lucky Mm -hmm. to have, to know such incredible people. But it's kind of nice to like... Just yeah. the two of us feel Just like we're catching up. the two up. of us, yeah, exactly. And you know what? We are kind of catching up. So today's episode is going to be on romantic relationships, mm-hmm. right? So talking about um, maybe some past romantic relationships. Maybe we'll get into a little girl chat. Um, and, you know, kind of relationships now or what relationships mean to us. And that... Uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's like a little uh, girl chat. So I hope our audience members, um, you do not have to be a woman, obviously, to join in this conversation. Uh, grab yourself a nice cup of tea. A glass of wine. A glass of wine, uh, some chocolate, some pastries, some whatever, maybe even just dinner. What you about know? a beer? Oh, maybe you know? a beer, a yeah. cider. Maybe, yeah. you know what? Fuck it. Water. <laughs> Stay hydrated. Yeah, exactly. Hydrate or, or dehydrate. Yeah, put a little lemon in it for sympathy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, come join in the conversation. Because you know what? Love or relationships can be an up and down roller coaster, right? Absolutely. Um, dating, dating can be hard, and we're going to get into it. Uh, relationships can be hard. Navigating relationships, knowing what you want in relationships can be really hard. Mm-hmm. And, um, even, I would say, keeping relationships. Absolutely. Right? Um, so let's get into it. Yeah. I would like to start with asking you a question that I have some my of my own thoughts in. But uh, when were you allowed to start dating or were you allowed to be dating as a teen? Yeah, I think... Uh, when was my first, like, semi-relationship? I guess, like, the... It, you know, when you're a kid and like very, very young, like mm. elementary school, middle school age, I think like your par- like parents think it's funny. Yes. You have like a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whatever. Yeah. I mean, being, growing up as a girl in America, you're very much assumed to be like straight. straight. So like um, having boys in my class that I would be friends with, people would be like, ooh, are you, are you guys... Do you like each other? Um, <laughs> like just because you were just, just talking to him. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, but I do remember the very first like quote unquote boyfriend mm. that we like went by that as a title was in year six. Aww. <laughs> and actually the story is really like weird to me thinking mm. back on it because this guy never actually asked me out. Oh, it was actually a friend of mine. That I don't know if she was like giving him the courage to do it and he wanted to do it Mm. or if she was like, you guys should date. I'm going to make sure that you guys date. And so she literally like grabbed his arms and puppet mastered him like (laughs) at moving his arms. He did all the talking, but she was like getting that 
emotion started getting the mm. motivation into the into the conversation and this was during like a random lunch period it's very romantic mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. with everybody surrounding watching everything it's very primary school yeah it was like, very primary school yeah. the only date we went on was with all of our friends we went bowling yes my oh excellent date night <laughs> and my dad insists i don't remember this happening but my dad insists that i brought him up to my parents and said this is him like this is his name i'm not going to say his name but this is his name mm-hmm. and my dad said something like uh, remarked on are you going to be good to my daughter like some some joke like some generic dad of the daughter joke mm-hmm. and he uh, i swiftly apparently grabbed his arm and pulled him away <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was like first like a quote unquote relationship mm. but very much like child child perception of what a relationship is mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. he dumped me in the cafeteria in the same spot like i want to say a week later <laughs> did did your friend also puppeteer that no <laughs> no no that was of his own volition but um but yeah it was just a really weird thing to look back on mm. but i would say like my first actual like boyfriend was um in probably year year 9 I think mm-hmm. year nine, maybe year ten. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure year nine, and it was um, with someone that I I'd been friends with for a little bit, and he like pulled me out. This was Valentine's Day, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, how romantic! <laughs> <laughs> I was cringing actually. <laughs> so he he took me behind the school um, to this like more private area where you're still allowed to be. It was we weren't like breaking any rules or anything, but like mm-hmm. more private. Um, and he asked me if I'd like to go out with him, which, like, what does that even mean, if I'm being honest? Like, yeah. like what does go out mean? Are you together or are you dating? Mm-hmm. Like, what, like, I want, I now knowing where I am in my life and my rela- my relationship with relationships, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I need that clear communication. Right. And so him being like, do you want to go out? I was, my stupid young brain's like, sure. <laughs> and um, and so, uh, like, he, he gave me, I think, like a box of chocolates because it was valentine's day and a little stuffed animal and he was like can i kiss you and this was my first ever kiss and i was like sure because <laughs> I, I don't know and um and so we started going out you know i don't even know if we went on like any dates i can't remember this is very too far back in my memory and i like blacked out most of high school um but you know we we went to a friend's birthday party together where she was like, these are my friends and they're dating. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so we dated for a little bit. I want to say like max three months. Okay. <laughs> before I broke it off. Solid. Um, and yeah, I, I think I, I definitely have, I, I have the perception of myself as like stone cold, heartless oh do you yeah because all of the relationships that I'd had like actual relationships not the childhood one but um like I've I've been the person to break it off Hmm. and I'm not sure if that's because like I'm very aware of myself and when I'm no longer having fun and I'm like I don't want to do this anymore or I am just like I've never been emotionally invested in anyone for me to be like yeah this is worth like sticking with and so I don't know if that makes me heartless or cold. I don't know. But um, so I've always been the dumper, never the dumpy. 
um well technically i've been the dumpy once hmm. this was my okay this will do we'll do my actual like big long relationship that i had um which was in the end of high school into university um and this was my longest relationship to this day was a little bit over a year um nearly two years um but the last few months of it we were um long distance one but also two on a break so we were like kind of in the dating but not really dating which i hate Hmm. to this day Mm -hmm. so much um but that was like my first serious relationship um that story is so much cuter actually i will tell it so um (laughs) the way we got together is we were both taking the same japanese class well not the same japanese class because uh, we were in different years but he um we went on the same trip with the Japanese program together. So there were people of all ages, but all taking Japanese, went to Japan for, um, I want to say like two weeks, maybe less than that, like 10 days. And on this trip, we had the opportunity to go to this shrine. Um, People know it as like the Thousand Tori Gate Shrine, where it's the Mm. little orange gates, but they make like a really long pathway and they make really beautiful photos. People love going there called Fushimi Inari. So we decided we were going to go, and as a group, we were going to walk up to the top, walk back to the bottom, and, like, take a bunch of pictures, do, like, prayer or, you know, whatever you wanted to do while you were there. And so he and I were hanging out a lot that trip, and we decided we were going to climb all the way to the top and all the way back down. So the two of us climbed all the way to the top. At some point, like, we had friends with us, but at some point, they just started, like, falling back. Hmm. And I think, like, he had he had chatted with some of his friends, like, I'm going to ask her out today. And, oh, um, you weren't even officially going out yet. No, so we were just friends. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we get to the top of this mountain, and we're just looking around, and he, like, comes up to me, and he asks me, like, oh, I, th- I, like, really like you. Would you like to go out with me? Super cute, like, high school kind of thing. Um, and so that was, like, the cutest meet cute, not meet cute, but, like, get together mm-hmm. asking yeah. that um, I'd had at the time. And so, yeah, then we started dating. We dated for a really long time. Like, um, we went to, this is in high school, so we did junior prom and prom together. Um, and, uh, but at towards the end, you know, distance, transitioning into university, those kinds of things really made us grow differently as people and mm-hmm. ended up um, being the downfall of our relationship. But um, that is my history up until... Uh, my current relationship, which um, I met him on a dating app, which is something that I never, ever, ever thought I would do. Um, so, uh, but we can get into that a little bit mm-hmm. later. But so I was technically not like my parents would always tell me as a kid, like, you're not allowed to date until you're 16 or something or like 18. Um, my dad actually has a mug on it that says d-a-d-d dads against daughters dating like they're very much the typical like um you know anti-daughter dating relationship and i remember my brother had a relationship in high school and i was like why is he allowed to date if i'm not my parents were like he's three years older than you (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah they they very much were like protective but not seriously strict about it where i needed to keep things secret from Mm -hmm. them I don't know. You might have a completely different experience. Um, okay, I guess I'll, I'll kind of go into the history of the dating as well. But um, mine was, my first relationship was in, 
also primary school and it was so similar to yours where it was kind of like cutesy and you know it's like oh my god like Anastasia and Leo are like boyfriend and girlfriend oh my god (laughs) and then like it would just be so I don't know like people would run up to me and they're like oh my god like Leo is in the with the nurse like he fell and he hurt his knee he probably like you should be there for him and like I'd go in and you know like you're little and you're awkward and it was year did I say it was year four um you know, I'd be standing there and be like, oh, like, are you okay, Leo? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm okay. And like, he was, he was really kind and really cute. And it was like my first, like, little childhood, like, relationship, right? Yeah. Which, I know, I don't know. Using the word relationship feels like. No, it feels so, yeah. it feels so wrong. Like, exactly. Using the word like puppy love, I would yeah, say absolutely. more so, right? Yeah. Um, And then, yeah. And then as soon as I kind of went into older primary school and then high school, my parents would definitely crack down. Like my parents were extremely strict. So if I did have relationships, they were definitely more secretive. Um, I mean, I don't know, like elementary school, I wouldn't say there were. I, it's hard for me to say I had relationships even in high school because it's like so different like my definition of a relationship has now changed or a romantic relationship has now changed so much mm. that looking back at like high school relationships or you know elementary school or whatever just like feels like it's the wrong definition now mm. um you know I, i'd say it's like a learning process oh of, absolutely right learning what what you're looking for how people treat you how you treat them how you feel you deserve to be treated is I, another really that, big thing exactly right so um we recently recorded our bullying episode with caitlin and i shared a story about how especially in high school when i when i moved into my last three years of high school like I moved to a different town and there I felt like nobody so because I felt like nobody I was treated like a nobody when I got into a relationship it wasn't the best relationship because I I didn't really think I deserved that much anyways right so if anything I was like oh my god like someone's giving me attention which I think is the worst way to go into a relationship yeah right um and that relationship ended similarly to how um you 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 were saying that like you know you transitioned to university so for me it was the same I I went into university and he was a tradie and we just like we're living different lives and frankly I was a fucking bitch the way that we broke up Mm. it was awful I was really mean to him um and uh, I ended up with his PlayStation after the relationship somehow. I don't know. I think, I think he just like wanted. Did you keep it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah well, he, I was just like, please take take your stuff. And he's like, no. Uncle Craig, this is very weird. This is a very expensive yeah. item that I thought you would probably want back. Exactly. And like he's sitting there like crying. And because I was raised in a fairly like toxic patriarchal place I was like why are you crying like why the fuck are you crying like I was just very mean I was Mm. I I am not proud of that those moments in my life Mm. um and you know we we broke up and 
uh, he reached out to me a few years later. Like it was almost like four years later Mm -hmm. and he reached out to me and he's like, Hey, I'd really like some closure. Can we talk? Oh, I was in a different relationship at the time. Mm -hmm. And by that point I was in my first, what I would actually call relationship in university. Right. Right. And this was also right before my very healthy, very amazing relationship that I have now. It's right before. Um, and the only one I really had in university And this person was overall just a very, I I would say that this person was, and I I guess I'm sorry if he's listening. I I really doubt it. Um, His friends might be. But like that person, extremely insecure. Mm -hmm. Like I I know this now from having been in that relationship and for how he treated me. I now, through loads of therapy, realized that that person himself was very insecure. Mm -hmm. And he was like, that's weird. Why would you go see him? And I'm like, yeah, that is, you know, weird. I'm in a relationship and whatever. And basically I said something along the lines of like, no, what's done is done. Like it's in the past, like get over it sort of thing that Mm -hmm. I, that I sent him, which I uh, just now being more grown up, um, I think I should have definitely have had more empathy and have given that person that closure. If that person wanted closure, I should have given them that closure. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's anything that I owed him. But hey, man, it's still a high school relationship. You go through weird shit in high school anyways. A lot of these things can scar you and can, can stay with you. So I feel like I could have, it, it, it wouldn't have been in any way, um, uncomfortable for me it wouldn't have put any strain on my life or anything to just meet with this person for what like maybe an hour for a coffee I definitely could have done that Mm -hmm. um so I do kind of you know look back on that being like I really should have but I had this partner at the time who was just basically um kind of fueling that indifference towards this other person Mm -hmm. um and then I did get into this like more actual what I what I in my mind count as my very first relationship right in university I lived with this person I was with this person for half a decade um you know yeah like that I would call is now my first relationship um but I guess it's just it's it was a bit of a difficult relationship and I didn't realize it until I was out of it and even then it was like there are things that listen hindsight can really offer a lot more hindsight is 2020 exactly um so being in that relationship it was very toxic because it was very like misogynistic and patriarchal because we are we are both from the same culture Mm. and in my culture the woman is raised to be very submissive the woman is raised to basically look after the man and I very much subscribed to that Mm. even though I didn't like it and even though like it was I (laughs) subscribe this is what bothers me the most is I subscribed to that and I did that for that person and his family still hated the shit out of me because I was getting a master's degree just because of you wanting to pursue a career no not just because of that that 
I, I overheard them on the phone and I I don't know if he also then told me that or whether it was just on a phone conversation that I happened to overhear. It wasn't like I was listening to it. I just happened to overhear it and then we had a talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, they said something along the lines of, if she's getting a master's degree, how does she have time to take care of you? Ah, okay. So what the fuck yeah right and that person he would say like no but she does and the thing is i fucking did i remember this clear as day i were like you listen for your postgraduate degree you work so hard right we know this we like i talked about it on that episode exactly yeah yeah. you know we were both either doing or did a phd i did a master's even undergrad is pretty hard but anyways so i was doing my master's and i would be working till like 8 p.m and that night i did it was like a really long night and this person was now a working person because we we were together in uni and then we went past uni right we Mm -hmm. he was now a working person we did a little bit of long distance and then he moved back to the city where I was doing my master's and it was eight o'clock and I was exhausted because I was working for 12 hours in the lab Mm -hmm. and I had come home and he was playing video games and he went what's for dinner (sighs) and I went I don't know let me check like you know it wasn't like I took any offense to that at all it was just okay let's take care of dinner for him let's this is the role that I'm supposed to fulfill and because in my mind I didn't want his family to hate me what the fuck I've been by that point I had been with him now for four years I didn't want his family to hate me like mm-hmm. what the fuck? What a what a what a weird thing to hate me for. I, I'm okay. Maybe not hate. I don't know. But anyways, something to to pick on me for. Mm-hmm. And I would just figured like, okay, let me change that. Let me control that. Mm-hmm. Yes, even though I am home, I am exhausted. And all he like he got home at five o'clock at the latest, and he's been playing video games for three fucking hours. And then he says, "What's for dinner?" Mm-hmm. And I'd go, "Okay." Let's check out what's for dinner. Let's cook dinner for this person. You cook? Yeah, of course. Jesus. Yeah, because I'm fulfilling the role that his family wants me to fulfill for him. And he's expecting me to fulfill. He expected me to fulfill that role because that is how I was raised and that is how he was raised. Mm-hmm. And that is just how, um, yeah, how, how it was and, and how I thought, hey, this is, this is what life is, mm-hmm. right? And then... Um, I started to kind of check out of that relationship a bit slowly. Um, I think that relationship should have ended a little bit earlier than it did. I don't think that it should have lasted five years, but uh, you get comfortable. Absolutely. Right. And like I said, we were living together and he was earning significantly more than me. So there was also like a power financial, financial dependence. Yeah. And, and he knew that. Yeah. He knew that. Um, I, of course, knew that um, I was a measly master's student, mm-hmm. you know, and like, it, yeah, it, yeah, I was scared. I wouldn't be able to live by myself anymore and have to go find roommates. So even though I was thinking about it, it was just like, but no, and and what you what you would do is you would look for good things in the relationship. You're yeah. like, well, what's good about this relationship? Oh, okay, those are the things I'm gonna stick to. Those yeah. are the things I'm gonna think about. I'm just not mm-hmm. gonna think about the bad stuff. If if good things happen, I'll try and forget the bad stuff. Which let's face it, not possible. But it's a very like 
key mentality when within a toxic relationship. I feel like people think all the time of like, if you're not happy, why not just leave? It's like because there are so many like fears about leaving in terms of, for your case, financial dependence and um, like, again, that feeling of comfort, Mm -hmm. that fear of the unknown of like what's going to happen in my life afterwards. I I feel so set in how I operate now Mm -hmm. that like. You know, it's it's hard to just leave. And so the the coping mechanism is like, well, it's not that bad. Like, oh, he doesn't like in some situations they say, oh, he just verbally abuses me. He doesn't actually abuse me. Like, right. Physically. Exactly. Yeah. So I it's never not lay that, a hand. It's on not me. that bad. Yeah. You know, but people look at that and they're like, no, that's still toxic. You should leave. Mm. It's hard for people within those relationships in that moment to say but it's it's worth me leaving versus me staying in this comfortable bubble that we have right now, even if it's not perfect. Yeah, exactly. And so one of the reasons why I mentioned why I think that this person wasn't very self-confident was I, I, so I've mentioned this a few times on the podcast before, I really found myself at uni, right? Mm -hmm. I really became me. And I am, listen, I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I don't want to be. That's Mm -hmm. not who I plan to be. But this is me. I am loud. I am extroverted. I am energetic. I'm sometimes weird. I make jokes. This is this is who I am. Yeah. Right. And this person knew this coming into this relationship. Um, But what would happen is it wasn't until much later in the relationship. And I think maybe I didn't notice it early in the relationship. But it wasn't until it was like in the year four or five where I started to like debate breaking up Mm. this relationship where it would be things like after a party, you know, I would think everything is going fine. We're at a party. Everything's great. And then we'd be walking home and he and he'd be like, you embarrassed me today. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. You feel that way that and right away I would go into like you know, I'm so sorry into this mode of like, holy shit. Okay, great. Okay. No dirty jokes. Got it. No dirty jokes around this person. No dirty jokes ever because they will think that it's about him or, you know, what? It's just like, what a weird, now that I think about it, like what a weird thing to even think about or to whatever. Like, but God forbid I had something. Well, actually, I don't think I really did speak up for myself if there was anything because it was kind of like, oh, it's just boys being boys. It's just Mm -hmm. him being him. You know, I want people to like me. Yep. Like, like, it's just it's cringy to me now. Well, because you know better. Because I know better. And because I now have learned (laughs) from the healthy relationship that I have now what it is like. Mm -hmm. But. You know, a lot of those things I would bring into my healthy relationship. Absolutely. Let's kind of, you know, uh, there's not like really that was just a really that's another thing, though. It's not it wasn't a bad time in my life. I don't regret that relationship at all. I learned a lot from that relationship. Mm -hmm. And hey, like I said, that relationship did have some good times. Mm -hmm. But that relationship is in the past for a reason. Yeah. And it's no longer my relationship for a reason. Absolutely. And I genuinely hope that that person is very happy now he's happy in his life he's happy in his relationship we just were not meant to be yeah and the only and it's not even a regret because I don't really like to have regrets in life because those are just lessons right they're Mm -hmm. mistakes and stuff they're just lessons. lessons exactly so it's not really a regret I just wish I had the courage to break that relationship earlier than I did. Mm -hmm. And even when I did break up that relationship, 
it was hard and it was hard for both of us. Oh, absolutely. Five years. Five years is is very hard. Regardless of whether you felt happy at the end of it or not, that's hard. Exactly. And it was so hard that as soon as that relationship was severed, it was like, am I doing the right thing? Mm. Because that comfort was gone. Yeah. That comfort right away was gone, which it should have been. It, you know, that's how it should be when you break up a relationship. But I longed for that comfort. Yeah. You know, I really liked that. That comfort is secure. Yeah. Right. We, we as humans, we like security. We like we do not like the unexpected. We also like to feel liked, you know. Yes. As well, like having this person in your life as this person is with me because they like me, whether mm-hmm. or not, you know, that's because they love you or they they're it's a newer relationship. It's having someone with you that has chosen you, you know, that feels nice. Mm-hmm. And so to get rid of that and say like, well, now nobody likes me. Exactly. It's very scary. Yeah. And that breakup was not, I wouldn't even say amicable per se, because the, the other person was left very um not left off guard how do you say that in english caught off guard yes yes they were very much caught off guard um and therefore it made me feel like i was doing making a mistake Mm. and they voiced that they voiced that opinion very much and they did blame me for a lot of things and they tried to guilt me back into it like saying things like i did this for you and i did this for you and because I was the dumper, I just sat there and I took it and I went, listen, whatever you have to say, whatever shit you have to pour on me, just do it because I'm the dumper and I'm making you feel this way. Mm. I, I deserve all of this, you know, guilt that you are that you are putting on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was really hard. Um and then, you know, finally that, and again, I think it was just naivety and maybe being young or trying to kind of put a band-aid over the hurt that it was. It was like, okay, let's stay friends and let's bring back a little bit of that comfort. So, for example, there was a series that we were both watching together when we were in the relationship. So it's like, let's continue to watch that series as friends. Mm. Let's be friends, right? Yeah. And a lot of his friends were like, oh, that's really weird. My friends did the same. My friends are like, no, no, you cut the cord, you get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And now I know that that is what should have what should have happened Mm -hmm. but it wasn't in this specific relationship in this some some relationships can stay on as friends agreed you know i've I've had some that you know we broke off and we were still friends yes but like in this case that seems unhealthy exactly in that case i genuinely think it was very unhealthy um and like a bit of me it i was still showing up for this friendship now was because I felt guilty, mm. right? I, I felt It wasn't guilty. because you liked having him as a friend. It was because you felt you owed him. Correct. I felt like I owed him, but also it was a little bit of, of that was for me as well because I longed for that comfort. Mm. I now lived alone and that was hard, yeah. you know? And I longed for that comfort. So there was a little bit of... I was being selfish and I was being, I felt like I was guilty and I felt like I had to. That was a little bit of both, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not, 
I, it's I, never black and white. Yeah, exactly. And I never want to blame anything on the person at all. If anything, I still feel guilty with how it happened. <laughs> like, uh, I, I laugh because I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Not because yeah. I laugh at the situation. Um, but, and then I got into this current relationship that I have. And, you know, to be very transparent, it was very shortly after that relationship ended and this new relationship was actually a big catalyst for why I broke off that old relationship Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like you know don't start going on to like any you know it wasn't scandalous in any sort of way no it was this person was a male and he was giving me respect Mm -hmm. (laughs) like how it's kind of sad but this person was giving me respect that I never received in my relationship Mm -hmm. and this was just a friend yeah and the way that me and my current partner met was because we were both into science Mm -hmm. and we just like to look at ants at night (laughs) you know what I mean like that's really cute I'm sorry that's really cute I like seriously the way that we met is so freaking adorable I love him so much um But yeah, it was, you know, and we would talk about, we weren't, we didn't talk about relationships. We didn't talk about any of this, like love or anything like that. No, we literally talked about like, hey, like, what's your favorite movie? And then we would talk about like for like three hours about how his favorite movie is Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. And my favorite movie is Lucky Number Slevin. Like, it was just like. Could you repeat that? What? It's called Lucky Number Slevin. Oh, it's I thought you said something in Russian. I was really confused for a moment. (laughs) It's a a really excellent movie. Bruce Mm. Willis is in it. Mm -hmm. It's like an action filled like uh, revenge movie. It's so good. Um, But anyways, like we were having like what on the surface looked like very basic conversations. But those conversations were filled with so much respect for each other. And it was just it was it was just a social interaction that I had missed in a relationship in a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. and so shortly after meeting this friend at the time um and I even I I started realizing that I'm having feelings for this friend Mm. and so I broke it off with that friend I said (laughs) I said I cannot really see you anymore um because I'm starting to develop feelings and it's unfair for my current partner it is Mm. unfair to him Because then I'd start feeling like I'm emotionally cheating. And I do not want that. I do not want to put myself into that space. Um, I think it's unfair. And so I cut it off with this friend. And then I realized that I started to have resentment for my relationship because he wasn't treating me like this friend was treating me. Mm. And I started to really, like, take myself out of the relationship to the point where the the person in the relationship my partner at the time noticed mm. and he's just like you know what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong and I broke because he just kept on getting like what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong and he just felt like a fucking parrot to and the then point you just like snap where like, just I've snapped. had it exactly where yeah. I just want, I want to break up yeah I just fucking snapped mm-hmm. and I think that's you know again I I really regret how sorry not regret I wish I could change how it happened. It it is it is what it is. Um, it did happen. I wish I could change that, but I can't. Um, either way, it's in the past. But anyways, then I got into this 
beautiful, wonderful relationship that I have now. And the respect continues. Mm-hmm. Do you know, there's no surprises here. There's no all of a sudden, you know, my partner's telling me that the way that I say his name, <laughs> you know, is embarrassing <laughs> to him four years later. Like, yes. no, I've been in this relationship for five years and there are no surprises. There are pleasant changes. You know what I mean? There's, I get to learn more about yeah. this person. You get to grow, not just as individuals, but together as a couple. I think that's always a really amazing mark of a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I get to learn from this. I get to learn more about this person. And the respect is there. The communication is there. And but one of the things that like when I started to I started this new relationship, I by the way, the relationship didn't start for a very long time because even then I was like, okay, yeah, I'm broken up with my partner, but we're still going to be friends like I don't, you know, I don't care, whatever. Um, I'm moving to Australia, for goodness sakes. The last thing I want to do is start a new relationship. We're still going to be friends. Oops. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He came with me to Australia, and it was the best decision of my life. Um, Mm -hmm. But I brought a lot of those toxic traits that I had, that I basically was taught myself in that previous relationship to this relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, so, for example, one day I came home from a long day after my master's and my partner my current partner I'm gonna use his name I think it's easier to say his name (laughs) um so Kaylin my current partner he was cooking me dinner oh sweetheart exactly but instead of coming in and being like oh like thank you so much instead of coming in and saying that I opened the door and I went what did I do and he went, what? And I went, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was so long on my master's. I'm so sorry that you had to make dinner. Mm-hmm. And he went, what are you on about? Like he was so taken aback at how distraught I was that he was making dinner. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about it because communication in this relationship is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. It's 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 really um kind of like a breath of fresh air just to have open communication absolutely um and we talked about it but it's a hard habit to unlearn mm-hmm. right and i and it took a few tries and it took a few it took a lot of understanding from him and it took a lot of validation from him and it took a lot of reinforcement of him saying i want to make dinner for you i want you know, for you to be happy. I want to do this for you. I'm not feeling like I need to do this for you. I want to do this for you. Mm -hmm. And that was such a big, like, shock to the system, Mm -hmm. you know, especially coming from a place where I was taught that the woman looks after the man no matter how much uncomfort she puts herself in, Mm -hmm. right? Um. But yeah, Kalen, love my life. He's an amazing human being. I cannot thank him enough. He's made me, I think, a better person. And one of the things that he's really taught me that I genuinely want to thank him so much for is he taught me to communicate. He Mm. really taught me to communicate. And he taught me to share my feelings. 
because before it was like you just swallow those feelings and you continue on. But mm-hmm. goddamn, does that build up a lot of resentment? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, it's like a God. it's like a Coke bottle. If you pressurize it, you know, the, it's gonna explode one exactly. way or another. Exactly. Whether you let it out slowly over time or it's just gonna blow. Exactly. And he taught me how to be loved because I realized that I would push away a lot of the love that he would give me, right? Like say cooking dinner for me, because I would see it as like, oh no, I'm, I'm not allowed this. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, it's not your role, it's my role. I'm supposed to do that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and he taught me how to be loved because I realized that when I did do, you know, when I did fight those things, it would hurt him. Yeah, because he's just like, I'm trying to show you how much I love you. And instead, you're telling me that what I'm doing is wrong, Mm -hmm. which obviously would make him feel terrible. Yeah. And on this topic, actually, Mm -hmm. I think it's a good time to bring up the idea of love languages, because there's like the love languages that you give to other people. And then there are love languages that you prefer to receive. Correct. And sometimes they don't match up in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And you need to have that conversation of like you know, you really like cooking dinner for me, that makes me uncomfortable because I don't like acts of service as my love language. Mm. Um, it's not something that I'm attuned to. Mm-hmm. And sure, that's going to have to come changes on both of your parts. You know, I'm sure that, you know, you did more growing than, than he did in that mm-hmm. respect because mm-hmm. it is very normal to have your partner <laughs> cook you dinner every now and again. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, to me, uh, for me, anyways, my love languages are things like quality time. Like to me, that's my number one love language me is too. quality time. Yeah. Could be sitting in a room doing absolutely nothing, like completely different tasks, but sitting in the room together. Interesting. Because yeah. for me, quality time, it, I can't, sitting in a room, just being together, that is not quality time to me. I need to actually have like a connection with you or some sort of communication with you even Mm. if it's as simple as us playing the same video game that is more quality time to me than if we sat in the room playing different video games interesting yeah i mean yeah everybody's different everybody's different and so like for me like a really dumb thing i love like going to the grocery store he's like going to get his groceries i love going to just be with mm. you yeah. even if like i am so useless because you've been getting your own groceries for however long you've been getting groceries in your life probably mm-hmm. many years yeah but like <laughs> I, I just stand there very uselessly i'm like do you need me to grab something no okay yeah i'm just here yeah exactly. <laughs> like, just i'm just here, to, here. <laughs> i'm just here to exist with you yeah you know and that's like to me that's like really I think like cause for me, a lot of my my ideas on relationships were modeled by my parents. And mm-hmm. I, I feel very lucky and really privileged to have that ability to have um, those very healthy relationship role models, mm-hmm. you know, because people uh, like my friends. So my parents were the people that were chaperoning my post prom trip. We all, all of my mm-hmm. friends decided the day after prom, we're going to go together and we're going to go to this theme park. And so we needed somebody to drive us because was it Disneyland? No, that's Ah. very far. I'm (laughs) from New York. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. right. (laughs) Yeah, that's very far. Um, But we decided Six Flags. uh, That is really close, actually, but it's not that one. Those are like the only two theme parks I know in in the United States. Anyways, (laughs) so we decided to go to this theme park, and we we needed my parents to drive us. So they were like, totally fine. We'll go. We'll hang out. It's whatever. And 
they'd be walking around, checking up on us, making sure we need something. You know, they they weren't walking with us, mm-hmm. but they would just like be at the park. Yeah. So if we, in the vicinity, we'd, we'd run into them on occasion. Just they're walking in one place, we're walking to another place. They'd say, "How are you going? We're going good. Keep walking." But my par- my friends would see my parents, and multiple friends pulled me aside, and they were like, "It is so cute." watching your parents just walking through holding hands and talking to each other like you can tell that they're so happy Mm -hmm. and I was like I didn't even think about that that that's like not something that everybody gets to see like a lot of my friends have parents who are divorced um my parents my my dad comes from a a divorce and remarry family so Mm -hmm. I have like a step-grandfather you know Mm -hmm. like it's it's something that I, I very much took for granted. And now being, you know, being an adult, trying to enter into mature relationships and, and thinking about the future that I want to have, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's really nice to be able to look back and say, yeah, that's the type of thing that I want. And this is what I should expect from my partner. You know, what do you think was the foundation to keeping your parents' relationship strong? So my parents were actually friends for five years. Mm. They they knew each other. My mom was in a relationship at the time and they they worked in the same building. They would get lunch every day together, go for walks together mm. and just chat, you know. And so they they just got to they became each other's best friend, their like deepest confidant. And they grew together as people in those five years and my dad the entire time my dad from day one was like I liked her like (laughs) I wanted to be in a relationship with her so bad but um you know she was she was in a relationship at the time Mm -hmm. and um it just and I asked my mom I was like what was the turning point and actually it was my dad made some comment he was like you've been with this guy for like 10 years when are you gonna get married and she Mm. was like I don't actually, I don't want to. Wow. And so then that relationship ended and my parents got together. Yeah. And it's just, it was just that uh, my parents always say like, my parents have taught me and my brother from a very young age, like be with your best friend, you know, you have that relationship, that communication, that, you know, that deep respect, as you've said, for Mm -hmm. each other, Mm -hmm. that is, should be the foundation of the relationship of communication, trust respect and so yeah I think those are probably the big secrets because it's not that like my parents relationship was completely you know sunshine the entire time it never people going fight to be of you course know, we're humans humans have conflict people fight mm-hmm. you know and it's just the nature of being with somebody yeah but that the idea is that you need to remember that you you care about this person you respect this person you may have differences in opinions you may have differences in you know, needs mm-hmm. and just making sure that that's communicated and talked about even uh, especially after you have that kind of, you know, more aggressive or more um, heated disagreement. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a better word, heated. Um, that like you have those conversations to to clear the air, to understand why that happened and move on from it. That is so true. That was one of the other things that Kaylin taught me was how to fight. And I think I like... I think we both learned what is important to us when fighting. So for me, it's very important to express my feelings. Mm -hmm. So I was hurt because that is very important to me. For him, it's very important, very logical. For him, it's to be like to explain 
why he said what he said, mm-hmm. let's say, or why he did the what he did. The reasoning behind something. C- correct, yeah. And as long as we understand and respect that, then we know how to apologize to the other person. Yeah. You know, and I think you, everybody, you need to remember this when you fight. Your words have a lot of meaning mm-hmm. and what has come out of your mouth cannot be put back in. Yeah, and we we talked about this on the bullying episode mm-hmm. that like you need to understand while you may be able to come up with the one phrase that will hurt that person more than anything, why would you want to say that to a person that you care about? Exactly. Exactly. And another point on that you were saying that your your um your parents were saying be with your best friend. In my other relationship, the one that the past relationship, the previous relationship, I remember I asked him, we were just sitting, I think it was, I think it was during a date. And again, this was like three, maybe four years in. And I went, are you my best friend? And he went, no, this person is my best friend who was his guy friend. He's like, this is my best friend. You're my girlfriend. Mm. And I just remember my little heart broke. And I'm like, yeah. what the actual fuck? And then I was afraid to ask Kaylin this question. And I didn't ask it for maybe like three years in. Mm-hmm. And I, I, we were just hanging out. It was the same thing. And I asked Kaylin, I said, am I your best friend? And he looked at me and he went, of course you're my best friend. And I fucking cried, Sammy. I cried. And he went, oh, my God, I'm so, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? And he goes, no, uh, thank you. Like, thank you. Because you're my best friend. Yeah. You know, and and it means so much to me that you think, like, because that that was a scary question for me to ask him. Because what if, again, he goes, you're just my girlfriend. Like, Oh my god. Yeah. I can't believe I stayed with that person. <laughs> and I will say for maybe anybody who's listening and you're in a like you're you know, you're in a relationship and you're thinking, This person's not my best friend. This like my my girlfriend, my guy friend is my best friend. We've known each other for ages. I think that you know, you I'm also in a fairly new relationship. And so he I wouldn't immediately say that he is my best friend at this point. Mm-hmm. But that's because we've been together for less than a year. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And so, like, you said you've had this conversation three years in. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, when you should be assessing yeah. your relationship and thinking, is this person my best friend? Yeah, exactly. I also want to actually throw back to something. Mm-hmm. Because I read this amazing book. I highly recommend it if you're interested in learning about, like, relationships, who you are as a person in a relationship. It was a very fun book that I, I just had a quick read through after it got into my relationship, maybe a bit late. But um, <laughs> it was called How to Not die alone and it talks about um like types of people in relationships like are you a um are you someone that leaves relationships really quickly or are you a person that tends to to hold on to things until it's way too late Mm. it discusses um how you can get out of a relationship how to navigate leaving a relationship how to navigate like more serious conversations in a relationship Mm -hmm. and one thing that they talked about was um moving in together Mm -hmm. so apparently there is a statistic of the number of couples that move in together have a higher divorce rate than or yeah have a higher divorce rate than couples that did not live together before getting married really which you would think is the opposite yeah but the issue is is that when people decide to live together 
Most often they do not have a conversation about the future and what that moving in together means for mm. them before moving in together. Mm -hmm. They do it out of convenience because it is convenient. You're splitting bills. You don't you don't have to worry so much about roommates. Yeah. You know, you don't have to like for me currently, I'm you know, I don't live with my partner. I commute back and forth between each of our places. Mm -hmm. We like stay a couple nights at his place. I we stay a couple nights at my place. Mm -hmm. And that's like it's transport time. You know, nobody yeah. likes that. So a lot of people will move in together prematurely without having that conversation. Mm -hmm. And then they just feel like, oh, well, naturally, we're already living together. And we I guess we get married now. Mm, that's like the actually, next transition. Yeah, right. without actually thinking about, is this something that I want? Is this yeah. something that I that I feel is good for my relationship? Mm. Do I feel like this is the person that I want to get married to? Mm -hmm. And so you, you skip a lot of those steps that you need to have before getting married. And as a result, you have a higher divorce rate among couples that ha live together before getting married. Now, I'm not saying... You should marry people without living with them. I absolutely think that is very important in a relationship mm -hmm. to understand, like, bathroom routines, yeah. um, cooking dinner, paying bills. Mm -hmm. Like, that sort of, all of those maintenance day-to-day -day things need to be seen. Yeah. And should be seen, like, I think for, a like, longer than a year. Because you need to, like, someone made some joke of, like, you need to survive at least two Christmases with my parents before you can, <laughs> before we can get married. Um, and so, like... I don't know. I, I think it, it makes sense mm -hmm. as to why people get stuck in that cycle. And I just really want to like reiterate that that's so important to have those conversations. Check in with your partner. Check in with yourself on like, what do you want out of this? Where do you see this going? Mm -hmm. You know, because it's it's I, at the same time, while you need to have good communication with your partner, I think it's also important that you need to know what you want in a relationship. I agree. And what's really weird is. I don't know if this is weird or not because like my my past relationships were when I was much younger my my more serious relationships were when I was much younger mm. and so I wasn't thinking about things like marriage mm -hmm. and being in my current relationship we've had like semi-serious conversations of mm. what that would be like if you know, we were to stay together for the long haul mm -hmm. and end up getting married or having kids you know like living together what does that look like for us yeah and even if they are, you know, not not plans that we're ha that we're making, having these conversations so early, it's kind of really refreshing to me. I really yeah. like it. And some people, I don't know, some people might think that that's premature, saying like, you know, why are you talking about having babies? You're, you've been together for less than a year, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's not necessarily that I want to have a kid, but I just want to make sure that we're on the same page about stuff. Like, I wouldn't want to find out five years into the relationship that he wants kids and I don't. You know? Exactly. And I think that that's a very juvenile way to kind of look at it, to be like, why are you having this conversation so early? You're not in high school anymore. Yeah. You're both young this actually, adults. This is something from the book as well. So they said, if you're looking for a long-term relationship, ditch the prom date. Hell yeah. That's not what you're looking for. If you're looking for a partner, look for a partner. Exactly. Don't look for someone that will just take you out for a good time and then see you later see you next week exactly you want someone that's going to stand up for you that will be there with you yeah and support you and you support them exactly but if you're not looking for a relationship if you're just looking to have fun and date around yeah, and hang that's out that's also totally then fine go for it yeah but again 
I think it's important to communicate that to the other person. Absolutely. To be like, hey, just so you know, I'll either be seeing other people or this isn't going to be a long term thing or whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. You have that conversation because that person also deserves to know. Absolutely. That person does not deserve to be like lied to mm -hmm. just because you don't want to lose them. And that's actually something with my current relationship because we met online. Now, could I ask, before you get into that, yeah. could I ask, because you went through the whole online dating thing. Yes. What were you looking for and how did you filter out people? Because you ended up with a catch, right? Mm -hmm. How did you filter out the people that you knew weren't really going to be a thing? I think it's, it's sort of rem remembering for myself what values I want in a person, in a partner. So for me, that's that's the thing. Like, you know, as I'm not so much attracted to a specific look of a person or a specific gender, you know, like I, I'm much more attracted to the person that you are inside. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that, you know, we have the core values line up, you know, that they're not you know, someone that's going to be a racist because I'm I'm not white, you know, like <laughs> I, I need to make sure that someone's actually a good person yeah. first and foremost. And then it's also helpful if we have some interests in common. Mm. And then beyond that, looking at the type of conversations that we have. So to me, I was able to filter out for things like values and interests really easily from profiles, particularly with the app that I was on. Mm -hmm. So I was on Hinge which um, is very good, I think, at providing prompts and questions to really show off a person's personality. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I think those that's actually a very good site for, you know, for really showing who you are through a profile. Whereas Tinder, I feel like that to me, I don't know, some people think of it differently. My, I have friends that met on Tinder mm -hmm. that have very happy relationships. But like for me, Tinder just didn't really feel like for me yeah you know? that's um, totally fair and to I me it feels very bare bones in terms of what you provide yeah I also like because I got to hang out with Sammy while she was going through Hinge because I've, <laughs> I've never really been through the online dating thing yeah you and got together and we were happy before that became a huge thing well yeah so um yeah and because I found my current partner as a I found him as a friend during my previous relationship just kind of like was a natural transition to be in a relationship with my current most beautiful partner ever. Mm -hmm. um, and sorry, like even just to think about it, like him and I, we had a conversation about moving in together, not about moving in together, but because I was moving to Australia, mm -hmm. we had to have a conversation of like, do what we have does a that future? Mean? What yeah. does that mean for us? Like, are we doing this together? Like, you know, yeah, that's, I, that is so true. That is so important. Anyway, sorry. A bit of a tangent. Um, what was? Oh yeah. So uh, I got to live vicariously through Sammy. <laughs> and you are so right. In Hinge, you can really see people who put effort into their profile and people who didn't. Yes. Um, and yeah, how people answered the questions and which questions they picked. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a really excellent filtering system. Yeah, it's very telling based on not like you said, not just what they put, but what they pick. Like mm -hmm. what to me, there are so many times where I'd look at a I'd look at someone's photo. I'm like, why did you pick that one? Oh my god, so interesting. I know. Why the that. 17 million fish in your photo? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but also like the um, 
the the like group photo as your first photo. Oh, you know? come on. To it, me, that's always very interesting. Like, I wonder why? if they know if they're like, like, do you? Uh, are that. you? Uh, to me, it just sometimes came off as a little bit like insecure mm. that they were afraid to put themselves first as yeah. the first photo. Exactly. So they wanted the buffer of friends. Yeah. Um, and I. I th- I've spoken to multiple people about this. It's not the it's not the one, guys. Everybody out there, it's not the one. Yeah. Don't pick don't pick the group photo as your first photo. Exactly. I don't care how good it is. Go out and take some photos. Like do a do a mm-hmm. dating profile photo shoot. Get your I best agree. friend and head out there and do it because it will give you it will give you returns and dividends, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing when you have good photos on your profile. Also make sure that you agree. change clothes at some point during that <laughs> That's true, photo yeah. shoot because they're seven all photos the of the same, same outfit. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is to me, that swiping, would be a red flag. Yeah, the people swiping on your profile are gonna be like, This person has one outfit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that would be a red flag to me where it's just like does this person not have any other photos? Like, do they not have any other clothes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it would be a bit of a don't red know. flag. Don't know. Um, but yeah, so it, it was really interesting the way that that system is set up. Mm-hmm. But then to me, the really important part was those conversations that I'd have with people. Ah, and in the chat or in person? So that's the thing. So first of all, in the chat, mm. and I've had people that try to move off of the dating platform too quickly. Oh. And to me, that's uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, that's a red so flag I as well. I understand when people are like, oh, I don't really like talking on Hinge. I prefer texting. I don't really check the app very often. And I'm like, well, if you're interested in me, wouldn't you want to check the app if I've messaged you? Yeah. And so so to have those people that immediately just wanted to jump off of the app, mm-hmm. I, was, I, was, I was a little bit apprehensive. Yeah, now, sure. I will say I had a very large learning curve. You know, mm. being new to online dating, mm-hmm. getting back into dating after a long time of not dating mm-hmm. was very much me figuring out again my my boundaries and my and my interests and where I was willing to say, yes, I'll go on a date with you versus I'm better off not responding. Okay. And yeah. because, you know, you want to be not like this is the thing about being a woman when you're dating is that you want to be nice. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be seen as bitchy. You don't want to be seen as yeah. rude. You know, you don't want to be seen as a prude or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, and so I the, the first couple of matches that I had were not people that I'd be interested mm-hmm. in because I just felt weird turning down my first couple of matches like oh my gosh thank you for liking my profile that's so nice of you and realizing like no if I'm gonna be seriously looking for somebody I need to be serious about it Mm -hmm. and say these are the things that I'm looking for in a person and if you don't have them I'm sorry but you're out yeah you know um, uh, like I think that's like what respectfully. online dating f- is for. Respectfully, it has yeah. nothing to do with like no. like you not being a good person. It's just I know we're not going to vibe just exactly. straight off the bat. Yeah. It's going to be a waste of your time. You're going to have showered, cleaned up for nothing. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't want to shower and put on makeup and clean up for nothing. Exactly. You know? So it, it's it was something that I had to teach myself mm-hmm. of like I need to go on dates that I'm excited to go on. Yeah. And I remember the first date that I had with my partner. You were with me in the morning. And I was actually, I think I said this to you, that I was excited. It was the first date that I was excited about. Mm -hmm. Because you had such a good conversation on the app. We had such a good conversation online. We met up. 
it was great. I had a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and I w- I wasn't so much in my head about things. Yeah, you know, and it was it was just so different mm. than the other dates that I had been on. Because you were very nervous for some of those other dates. I right? I was sending you text yeah. message updates. Some of them you were like, I don't know if I want to go. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, I said yes, so I have to go. Yeah, exactly. No, I should have I should have saved that guy some time. You know. Yeah. Like, listen, like you know, again, you learn from mistakes. Yeah. Right? Right? Mistakes are there to learn from. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, you know, I'd, I'd, had, I'd reached this point in my life where I was like, I feel secure in myself. I feel secure in my mental health. Mm-hmm. I feel I am in a place that I could introduce another person into my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another thing that I want to touch on. Yeah. Is... For me, I am a very firm believer of you need to love yourself first Mm. before you can go into a relationship because it is unfair to put that responsibility on your partner, to make your partner feel like you are worthwhile because it needs to come from you first. Yeah. If you're relying on somebody else for the validation, mm-hmm. that's a lot of validation that person yeah. needs to give to you. That's exactly. a lot of effort. And listen, because you're looking for that from the other person, they are never going to reach your expectations. You need to do that for yourself. The way I have always said this, and I live by these rules now, is a relationship is a three-person relationship. It's you it's the other person and it's the love that you share mm. because each of you needs to um your individual pieces your, yeah your individual needs you need to do those for yourself you cannot expect them from the other person i see a relationship as dessert at the end of a meal you need to have that initial meal because that you need that sustenance to survive mm-hmm. and that is all of your needs that you are satisfying for yourself dessert is optional you never need to have dessert you might want dessert mm-hmm. but you cannot sustain your health you know, on just dessert. And therefore, a relationship is dessert. You have it because you want it mm-hmm. and you enjoy it. It is an extra. It is a pleasure that you yeah. indulge in. And that is how I see relationships. That is how I am in my, you know, the relationship now is that I want to be in it. This is an extra to my life. Mm-hmm. I do not need it to have my life fulfilled. Yeah. I do not le- need it to fulfill myself in any way. No, it is an extra and it is wonderful and I am enjoying my dessert. Yeah, because we've talked about before on the Invisible Disabilities episode about mental health. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would go through depressive episodes. I would I have lots of anxieties. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during those times, you know, you want someone to support you and to rely on. It feels nice to have that comfort. But I knew I didn't want to bring someone else into that mess. Mm. You know, it doesn't it doesn't make me feel good to put someone into that room with my darkness. You know, and they're what I not mean? a professional. No, like, absolutely that's another not. thing is they might make it worse because they don't know how to navigate that. Yeah, that is why you, you need seek to a you professional. need to know what you need from a partner. Mm hmm. And you also need to know that you do not need the partner. Yes, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. Because, I, I don't know, like, I, I've learned and grown so much. My my relationship with my own disabilities has improved since I've met this person. Oh. You know, I it's, it's things in my life have gotten 
better. Mm -hmm. But they weren't in shambles before. Yeah. I have had very low periods, but those periods were not the times when I knew I could take on this kind of commitment to another person. Yeah. You know, I 100% agree. 100% agree. Do you, so now that you're in this wonderful, healthy relationship, um, and I know that it's been a short while, yeah. so it's it's fair if maybe you don't have an answer to this question, but do you th- find that maybe you've learned something about yourself or about how you see relationships after being in, in a relationship with this person? I think uh, not just my own past experiences in comparison to this relationship, but also hearing my partner's past experiences Ah. and finding out how different together we mesh versus Mm. other relationships we both have had. Mm -hmm. Sort of Mm -hmm. seeing those good moments and contrasting them with the bad moments, because even if I've not lived the experience that he had with his past partner, Mm -hmm. I can learn that that's not something that he likes Mm -hmm. because he had a bad experience, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think, like, there are times when people think, like, oh, don't talk about your past relationships with your partner. I think sometimes it's kind of healthy to say, like, yeah, this is why that relationship failed. It's because we didn't we didn't talk about this topic and it's very important to me. Mm -hmm. Or we didn't decide or I don't like how people speak to me in this way mm-hmm. and that's really important to me that we speak to each other in this type of way mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um like setting those boundaries setting those expectations in the context of what didn't work can yeah. also be really really impactful mm-hmm. um I, I forgot your original question have i learned have i grown and learned for, about relationships from mm-hmm. this relationship mm-hmm. has it changed your view of relationships because for me that dessert analogy only came from my current relationship where it's like oh this is a relationship is a privilege mm-hmm. and and a relationship isn't a need mm-hmm. relationship is a privilege and a relationship is a really wonderful addition mm-hmm. to life i guess what is what I've learned is not necessarily about relationships in general, because I, like I said, I was very privileged to have a very healthy relationship to emulate or to visualize what a relationship could be from my parents. And mm-hmm. my parents and I have had very open conversations about, like, what is a good relationship and, and what would be, um, you know, like I, my when my dad, we had a very long talk about um, some really interesting concepts that we've heard in the news of like have you heard of weaponized incompetence yes so things like that he would he would be like yeah i've heard about this thing on the news and you know we'd have discussions about like you know more subtle forms of uh like abuse and things Mm -hmm. like those sort of interesting things that can bring down a relationship over time Mm -hmm. so we've had conversations about good relationships bad relationships etc wow that is so healthy i think that's important for parents now to hear uh, i will preface this like this did not happen when i was younger Mm, of course it absolutely only happened within the past i want to say 10 years you know Mm -hmm. it it was very Mm -hmm. much in my adult life that we were having these conversations and um now in my current relationship i wouldn't say that i haven't learned about relationships but I would say it's it's more of discovering the joy and the future that I could have Mm -hmm. and like what those conversations that I had with my parents actually mean in a context that I can put myself into Mm -hmm. because when you have those conversations with your parents about relationships it's all it's it sometimes can feel very abstract 
But then having those actual moments with the partner that you're with Mm. can be not necessarily that it's new information, but it's very affirming and very like cementing of what that what that rule is or where Mm -hmm. that boundary is Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't say i've necessarily learned something new Mm -hmm. but it is very much discovering the truth for me behind the concepts that i'd already known about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i i really like that i think that's um I I still am a little bit um, envious of the relationship that you have with your parents. Oh, yeah. I I definitely, I'm so, because I know we've had conversations about the relationship that you've had when you were a child. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it's something that I am realizing more and more um, as I grow. Um, cause definitely, you know, when you're a young teenager, you're like, you my parents <laughs> my are parents. so gross. I hate them. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, my parents were like really good people yeah. and they always tried, they try to be really good people and they try mm-hmm. their best and you know, they're human, they make mistakes, but they're, they're great people. And I, at the end of the day, they love their children so much that they are <laughs> very, very, um, uh, like just so lovely as yeah. people and um, they're lovely to their children and to each other mm-hmm. like that is so important to remember that there are two people in this relationship and both deserve love and both deserve respect mm-hmm. um i really i i do not um subscribe to this idea that a relationship should be one-sided mm-hmm. uh, like a, a romantic relationship yeah. should be one-sided one person should not be more spoiled than the other you mm-hmm. know in whatever way whether it's with material things or with affection or quality time acts of service anything like that um i really do recommend s- some people find out what their love languages are yeah i think it's important it's not just important it's also fun it's i so really fun. like hey, man it. it's like a buzzfeed quiz but like better (laughs) yeah but but like actually you learn about yourself exactly yeah it's like the 16 personality the myers-briggs but so much faster so much faster (laughs) and again keep in mind that the love language that you uh, want to receive to make yourself feel loved may be different from what you like to give to the other person something that you naturally give off might be words of words of affirmation Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. you may like to receive acts of service exactly it's very it's very interesting so like maybe try taking it more than once and think of it in terms of what would i like to get versus Mm -hmm. what would i do for someone i agree um there's another um test that you know if if you're interested in i'd recommend you take it's called um what is my apology language yeah it's on the same website exactly it's on the i mean i think there's like seven different ones feel free to do them all you know it's a sunday (laughs) night just get grab yourself a cup of tea and just do all these quizzes genuinely that's what i did Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but i think for me i learned a lot about myself from there and I I and then I spoke with my partner about this I communicated this back to my partner being like this is important to me that when you apologize these are the words that you say mm-hmm. or the this is how I, I would this like you to apologize of, yeah this is the type of message I would like you to communicate exactly because to me that is very important and, and apology languages are also v- like it's very important to you and I for me anyways after taking that quiz I just found that it is something that is different for everybody absolutely and how important it can be for you Mm -hmm. you know um what about you do you have any advice for our listeners um 
I would, I don't know if I have advice. I don't know. Because everybody's Hey, maybe so, just like words of affirmation. Go for it. Everybody's <laughs> different. You know, everybody's relationships are different. I would say, like you said, making sure that you are an entire person, you know, that you are mm-hmm. not necessarily, I, I would hesitate to say that you love yourself because I wouldn't identify that I love myself. Fair. But okay. I, I yeah. respect myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that is just as important. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I am an entire person. I am an independent person. I can take care of myself. I respect myself. I know what I need. Mm-hmm. And I make sure that those needs are met. Mm-hmm. separately mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but having someone to elevate my life and make it better is amazing mm-hmm. you know because we we talked about anxiety a little bit but like I, I remember hearing some quote about like how people with anxiety when they enter into a healthy relationship they often feel like they don't deserve it oh yeah and that's something that you know people struggle with a lot I've struggled with it mm-hmm. you know but to to think about what is it is it not that it's you know, something that if it's not if it's not something that you need, and it's only adding positive value to your life, mm-hmm. why is that bad? Yeah. You know, oh. if you would look at somebody and see like your friend, and you see them in a great relationship where their partner is, you know, supportive of them, they're supportive of their partner, and they have just really great synergy, really great connection, very good relationship, very healthy relationship, mm-hmm. and your friend f- said but I don't deserve it. I'm going to break up with him. You know, I, I, you would tell them that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. If you're happy and you feel fulfilled in your life, Mm -hmm. why? Yeah. So just thinking a lot about, you know, again, be your own person, respect yourself, you know, and get your needs met first, but to also learn to enjoy, you know, live in the moment, treasure the relationship because if it's, if it's something that you want to last, you will make it last. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're the only person that's going to decide when it when it ends. Yeah. Oh, and another thing is don't compare your relationships to other relationships. Oh, yeah. Everybody's in a different stage. And yeah. also, you only see a tiny portion of exactly. it. Exactly. You do not know what happens behind closed doors, how they communicate. And everybody is going to be different. Everybody is going to want different things out of relationships. Everybody is going to give different things for relationships. So even though relationships might look amazing on Instagram it mm-hmm. looks like it's amazing like because this happens all the time right like you look at like social media influencers or whatever and then all of a sudden I broke up with my boyfriend and you're like what love is dead love isn't real because you broke up with your boyfriend like I can't believe that this your relationship looked perfect and it's like of course because do you really think they're gonna post their Every worst time they fights? have a fight yeah no absolutely not and again coming from like I also want to throw this out there because we don't, we have only really talked about heterosexual relationships. That is true. But like coming from, you know, dating um, people of the same gender mm-hmm. uh, or people that are, you know, gender nonconforming, mm-hmm. you, the, that type of outside of the heteronormative side of things, mm-hmm. you know, there is a lot of additional discussion that needs to happen, um, particularly if someone is not out, if someone is not you know, if they're still questioning, things like that, they're all really important conversations to have. And so I think be all end all advice that I could ever give to somebody is establish those lines of communication 
make sure you know what you need, make sure you know what you want, make sure you have what you need first as your own person, but also make sure to communicate all of those things. Communication is the most important thing. That's a beautiful note to end on. Thank you so much, Sammy. Conversations with Cordates.